This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. The executive director of The Green Time. She's an eco consultant and coach. We've got her via Zoom. Morning, Alma. Morning, great to be with you. Always nice having you. Thanks, we can have all of the ladies here. Ladies singing, ladies speaking, and about ladies at a time where if we look at the 16 Days of Activism campaign and uh, we look at the, the ladies here in the story, the fisherwomen, they're up against it in their communities, in their day-to-day lives, and they're not going to sit down and take it from big oil and big gas, it would seem either, Alma. These ladies are prepared to put up a fight. Yes, so this is part of the 16 Days of Activism where the fisher women from the coast, from West Coast and other coasts are speaking up about their issue of fighting for their livelihood, which is fishing from the ocean, small sustainable fishing practices that they have been practicing for generations and they are saying they have spoken up against the oil and gas projects and against the car power ships they've had several public protests they've made submissions during the the EIA process which is known to be flawed because the voices of these people were not incorporated yeah. and yet they are saying that um, um, you know polit- the pol- politicians are still supporting the car power ships and they are speaking up about this because they are not prepared to go along with it. Yeah, I think what's interesting in this story to me, Alma, is that uh, these ladies are saying politicians are making the decisions and they've got potentially their own agendas, but they can't make these decisions without consulting us. This is our livelihood. This is our space. This is where we do what we do. Why are we left out of the loop? Also, yes, and, they, and, and these women are also saying if they worked in the ocean and on the ocean every day and had a relationship with the ocean like we do as indigenous and, and survival fisher people, they would also have the respect that we have for the ocean and want to protect um, the heritage and the livelihoods of these people rather than uh, to fill their own pockets. Yeah, and the fisher ladies, the fisher women are also saying, you know, we can't change careers. We're already older. This is what we know how to do, and we do it well. And we've been doing it for generations. We can't now be sitting without work. Uh, what are we going to do? We don't know anything else. We don't want to do anything else. I mean, this is a, this is a real battle, uh, and these ladies aren't going to take it lying down for sure. Absolutely, and I am just glad that we can also you know, um, increase their voices a little bit by being more aware of, of all, a whole host of of um, fisher associations, small-scale fisher associations in the communities. I mean, there are names like Coastal Links and Save the Longabon Lagoon and SA Fishers Collective, Red Dust Action Group, etc., that I think we need to be aware of and help these people also because they are essentially speaking up for the ocean and Mm. ocean health and this is an issue that is being downplayed under the pressure of the fossil fuel industry and the dollar signs and we of course that is our voice is this is the ocean voice and we know and we have shared multiple research on what these type of industries actually do to the sea life Mm and to the sea resources which people depend on for their lives and also for their nutrition. I've said before that 
fish is of the most important source of protein across the world and particularly in people who can't afford just to go to a shop and go and buy meat or other forms of protein it's an incredibly important part of the development of of their children's brains and intelligence and, and 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 resilience to disease and all of this so i just thought it's important to to indicate their their um, plea today, and and their their need for support from us who understand the environmental cause as well, and remember that vulnerable people are always part of our environmental work as well. Uh, for people listening this morning, Alma, that are saying you're talking about these car power ships. What on earth is a car power ship? Can you help us? Yeah, we've unpacked that in the past. I, I would like to rather spend a whole um, focused attention to that as well so that I don't get my facts wrong okay <laughs> but yeah we've 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 spoken ab- about it in the past and how it's actually you know I know the main issue with it is that it's a process that releases methane gas and yes. you know we have said that methane gas is so much more toxic and such a, so much bigger contributor to, to climate change and we know that we cannot afford anything that triggers more climate change and this is also the other big part of their of their argument is not only are they personally threatened but mm. the climate change issue already threatens fisher people because we know that climate change threatens the ocean because the ocean absorbs the extra heat and is already doing so. Yes. It's a big reason why we can still survive here. But as the ocean heats up, it, it acidifies and it starts dying. So we, we really, really have to protect that as well. So this all the, I mean, you can just connect all the dots to understanding why we have to resist um, the fossil fuel industry in the oceans. And they're saying there are v- vessels lying in their bays and they don't want to see them and they mustn't be there. And they've not been asked and the ocean also belongs to them mm. because this is what they have been doing for centuries um, and and therefore they should have some rights to, to, to using it in, and to protecting it. And we've seen from other conversations we've had throughout uh, this year, Alma, that when people stand up and, and make a noise and have a voice and share what's going on, like you're doing, creating awareness, but that the people actually have a chance. You always think, oh, no, if you're not going to be able to stand up against these big uh, fuel or gas or oil corporates. There's no way you can. But from even what we've seen in South Africa this very year that's behind us, that when people stand up, it is possible to win against these big organizations when you're fighting for the right things. Absolutely. But the main, the, the, the key here is to persistently speak up. It doesn't mm. help. You know, people, we make a big noise and then they go quiet and they kind of go, okay, let these people just calm down. <laughs> and then they come back and they continue with their work. So we need to keep our eye eyes on the oceans and on what's going on there and on the voices of the vulnerable people and connect Mm. with them and also support them. Yeah, that's so essential. It's a beautiful story to read through and also to actually see the uh, and read the quotes from the fisherwomen and to understand it from their perspective. Uh, It helps so much when you can uh, stand in somebody else's shoes for just a moment and see the world from their perspective. You can see why it's so important to fight for what they believe is right. You'll find the story on the Green Times. Yes, Alma? Yeah, I just want to say again, it just shows that the only way that we can help the world transition from from a from a fossil fuel world to a greener world, to a, a cyclical economy, to to the new 
the new a new normal that is healthy mm. is by us all taking hands and working together on all the different aspects and and not trying to just do things on our own yeah, that work together thing is so important. We can always do more together than we can ever do on our own. And thank you for being an activist here on our station and, and shining a spotlight on things we would probably not see anywhere else. So thanks that you've become a, a portal that we can all go to as listeners of Radio K Pulpit and say, hang on, this is what's happening. This isn't right. We can pray. We can act. We can sign a petition. We can uh, understand. We can be a supporter. We can do what we need to do to see uh, this country flourish uh, as it should in the area of environmental care and sustainability and stewardship. So big thanks to you, Alma. It's great that we can work together with you like this on a Wednesday. Awesome, Brad. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day. And you. Bye, Alma. Bye. That's the voice of Alma Pollard. She's the executive director um, of The Green Time. She's also their editor. She's an eco-consultant and coach. And just so that you know, The Green Times, um, and it won a competition a few years ago as being one of the top 20 environmental websites in the world. So recognized internationally as a portal to go to, to, to learn and understand what's actually happening in the green space, understanding Africa's green economy and knowing what's happening. These stories find light nowhere else. And uh, the Green Times helps to illuminate that. And we're grateful that we, as believers in Jesus, who need to be leading in every industry, uh, can have better understanding. Because if we don't know, we can't act. And now that we know, we can't unknow. What are we going to do with what we've heard today and what we've learned? TheGreenTimes.co.za. And once you're done, there's a link right through to bring you back to Radio K Pulpit and to listen to podcasts and more and visit our website. Uh, we link there on TheGreenTimes.co.za. <laughs> This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.